Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. And today on the podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about two types of overlanding. And those two types are goals-oriented overlanding and experiences-oriented overlanding. Part of what's going to come into this is my recent two-week trip to Wyoming, where we ran the Wyoming Backcountry Discovery Route. It was an amazing trip, but we all, all of us in the convoy, learned a ton about ourselves, about our rigs, about the type of overlanding that we like to do. And so that's kind of what made me think of this topic to talk about on today's episode of the podcast. So if you're listening on a podcast, thank you so much. If you're on YouTube and you want to hop over to a podcast, check them out both ways. There'll be links in the description down below to both and all my other social channels. And I'd love to have you in the conversation wherever you want to join. But today, let's get into the two different types of overlanding trips. And let me tell you a little bit about what I mean by those two things and kind of what my preference is now that I've done a really long overlanding trip. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm talking about a trip that I just had and kind of some things that I learned from it. So let's start with what the trip was. We were supposed to go to Canada to, to the Trans-Taiga Trail. It's basically like the furthest most road that you can take in North America. It goes all the way up to the Hudson Bay. We had big plans to do that, planned it for months and months and months. One of the guys, the main guy planning it, planned it for years. And uh, we were all super excited about it. And then the wildfires happened about a month, month and a half before we were supposed to go. So we're all watching the news. We're hearing about the East Coast being smoked out. Nobody can breathe. Uh, we're trying to get in touch with Radisson, which is kind of one of our main stops up along the Trans-Taiga. And literally when you call the, like the hospitality office, they say, we've been evacuated and we don't know when we'll be back. So we ended up having to make a last minute change. We switched from the Trans-Taiga to the Wyoming Backcountry Discovery Route. If you're not familiar with these, there is a not-for-profit that makes BDRs. They basically go and explore and discover backcountry discovery routes in different states to essentially connect rural communities with the overlanding. And uh, they're primarily focused on like moto folks, like bike folks, motorcycle people. Um, but they try to connect this audience with these rural communities that have a lot to share and stuff, but nobody knows about, right? So we found this Wyoming BDR, Backcountry Discovery Route. We started to do some research. There's not a ton of info on it. It just got released in May of 2022. So it's a really new uh, trail. So we were excited about that because most people that have done it are bikers. There are only a couple people on YouTube that have videos about the Wyoming BDR. And so after that, we were like, you know what? This could be just as exciting as Canada. Let's do it. So about three weeks before we were supposed to leave, which was the beginning of July 2023, uh, we made that change and we started doing research and documenting places. And, you know, luckily a lot of you guys, thank you so much to the ones of you that sent places, sent locations and coordinates of cool places that we should check out and things that we should definitely do. And it turned out to be an amazing trip. It was awesome. 
But where is this topic coming from of like experience-based versus goal-based? Let me tell you. So we were there for two weeks. We left on a Sunday, drove to uh, Davenport, Iowa, stayed in a hotel that night, then drove about 12 hours the next day, camped that night in Crooks, Colorado. And then the next day by lunchtime, we were on the BDR starting the trail. So, you know, those are long days. You're driving 10, 11, 12 plus hour days. Those were on the highway, not so bad, right? But then once we got on the trail, after two or three days of it, right? So like day one was not too bad, maybe about 160 miles off road. There was a lot of sort of punishing stuff. There were some not so bad gravel sections. Um, There were some really off camber stuff that kind of tested some of the rigs. One of the guys had a trailer. So there was some tests that he got put through where he hadn't really been off-roading, off-roading in his truck with a trailer behind it. Um, So there was a lot of stuff learned that day, but we felt exhausted by the end of the day. So we didn't get to camp till like eight, nine o'clock. We had put a lot of miles on, a lot of rough, slow miles. Um, We're kind of trying to film some of this too, right? So that slows it down even further. So it kind of became almost a slog. And after two, three, four days, the first few days of this uh, Wyoming BDR, we were kind of like beat up. Like section two of the Wyoming BDR is extremely rough terrain. Like it's almost like a rock garden for hours. So it basically shook the rack off my truck. It, you know, I have this brand new truck and I'm, I'm just feel bad that I'm just beating the crap out of this thing for 5,000 miles, basically. Um, but we're going through these trails and each day we're, we're hitting camp and we're like, you know what, man, that was a rough day. Like that was 12 hours to go 150, 160 miles. On some of the shorter days, we still were going 8, 9, 10 hours to go 60, 70 miles. But it was just so rough that we were going 3, 4, 5 miles per hour. And then on the, the longer days where we would do more miles, it was all like gravel stuff, really just plains or like spine of a mountain kind of stuff with some off camber. So it was like you're going 30 and then you're stopping for an obstacle and you're going over it and then you're speeding back up to 20 or 30 and you know you're just putting on miles and you can literally see the mountains in the distance and you're like I don't think this road ever ends we've been doing this for three hours and the mountains still seem just as far as ever we haven't seen a soul in hours we haven't seen anything except dirt and scrub brush right and so what that kind of got us all to start thinking about as we're talking at camp each night is we're like man you know like it is cool to be able to say like we're doing the Wyoming BDR, right? Like there's something cool about that. And there is a sense of accomplishment. Like, and I think that's what drives that goal-based overlanding. So that's kind of type one of overlanding that I want to talk about. And that is where you say like, I have a goal. Like, you know, you know what we all say about overlanding. It's the journey is the destination, not the destination, right? This was almost more like the destination was the destination. And if we see some stuff along the way, cool. But we were really trying to like day one do section one of the BDR. Day two, do section two of the BDR. Whether that meant a 12 hour day of driving, whether that meant, you know, abusing our bodies and our trucks to do it, we were like, we have to do this, right? And by the time we hit section four, after like four consecutive days of this, just miles and miles and hours and hours of mind numbing driving, that's when we're kind of sitting around camp and I'm talking to some of the guys and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, as much as I want to do the Wyoming BDR to say that I've done the Wyoming BDR, I don't really care. Like, I don't really, for me, it's not about the achievement, right? Like I'm not, I'm 42 years old. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody anymore. I don't really care. Honestly, if someone says you didn't do section five, so you didn't do the whole BDR and it doesn't count like, okay, bro. Right. Whatever. I don't care. Um, I'm in it for the experiences, which is kind of, in my opinion, the other side of this, right? 
Now, you can do both, right? Like, I feel like Expedition Overland does a good job of kind of doing both, right? Where they do have goals and they do plan out their things and they do some have some days where they'll put 10, 12 hours on and some days where they'll put six to eight hours on and they sort of get to stop by things and see things and try new foods and try new things. So I think the, the, the key here is to kind of mix both. But I also want to point out, because I never see people talk about this. I never hear people talk about this in like overlanding videos or anything like that, like... They just talk about the, wow, I saw this amazing thing, or wow, I did this awesome water crossing, or we overcame this amazing obstacle, or we saw this mountain, or we got to the top of this pass, or, you know, that kind of thing. But they don't talk about, they just talk about the highlights, right? That's what you get in the YouTuber's view of these these trails. And that's not the whole truth, right? Like, yes, there were a number of amazing things that we saw. And would I change anything? No, not at all. I enjoyed every bit of it. But... There were also some really harsh days that weren't as much fun. And then I'm like, why are we doing this, right? Like, why do I have to, why do I have to stay on this horrible, rocky trail? It's not really challenging, right? Like, it's just abusive to your vehicle. It's just shaking my stuff to death, right? If there was a way to bypass and pop out to a highway for a second and, and cut up and then get to camp three, four hours earlier so that I can enjoy the sights, enjoy the views, right? Enjoy the company of my comrades, my my people in my convoy, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also think that like a lot of folks that hear about these BDRs or hear about these different trails or these different things, go to them with the expectation that it's all going to be amazing, beautiful views and sights and life-changing experiences and stuff. But a lot of it is actually kind of mind-numbing, just putting on miles, right? Just driving miles. And yes, you're overcoming some obstacles, but they're not particularly challenging. They're just kind of annoying, right? Like, or they're they're just kind of hard on your vehicle or they're hard on your gear. And for the sole reason of nothing more than just saying like, hey, I did that part of a trail, right? Now, again, keep in mind that the BDR was designed for motobike people, right? So for them, I think it's a different experience. I think on that rocky stuff, they can bypass it. It's probably really engaging and interesting and fun. They can also go a lot faster than the trucks can. So like our experience may be different than the moto folks. So I don't want to sound like babies or like anything like that, but it was pretty abusive to my truck, pretty abusive to my well-being to just like stay awake and stay engaged with this when it was just hours and hours of like the same horizon never changing and just like getting beat about in your vehicle, right? And so that, again, that's what made me think of like, I'm here for the experiences, not so much for the achievements, right? I'm not really trying to goal set and like overcome specific things to say that I did those things. I'm more in it for the experience. So again, the reason that I bring this up and the reason that I wanted to make this podcast is just to tell all of you, right? Like if you get to a point like that and you're like, man, this is just rough, like, don't feel like you have to complete every section of every trail, right? Think about it as like, I'm here for the experience. And maybe that bypass has more interesting stuff in it. Maybe you end up with at a cool water crossing or something because you hopped off the main route and you explored outside of the route you're supposed to take, right? So that's my only point with this whole thing. And again, I if you're on YouTube, you guys can go down to the comments and call me a baby if you want or post up your, your thoughts and whether you agree or not. I'd love to hear from you either way. But I just kind of, from that whole experience after like a week and a half, two weeks of just like miles and miles and miles and a lot of like really aggressively uncomfortable trails, I was like, you know what? I think I would do this all again, but I think I would probably like try and like hit section two of the BDR with a couple of jump off points, 
<clears throat> right? So let's say it's a 160 mile section. I would try and find something like at like 40 to 50 miles and like 80 to 100 miles to where if it's just really like not fun and just repetitive, boring stuff that's just abusing my rig, like let's hop off and let's go check something else out, you know? I'll give you a perfect example of this before I wrap this episode up. There was one day where we popped all the way off the BDR and we were about three or four hours from the Grand Tetons. And so we were like, hey, let's just take a break from the BDR for a day. We got two weeks. It's only about eight to nine days worth of driving on the BDR if we stick to the schedule and we do a section each day. Let's pop off and go to the Grand Tetons. And I'm gonna put some video and stuff up here if you're on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, jump over to YouTube and watch it over there if you wanna see this stuff. But dude, the Tetons were incredible. And I'm so glad that we did that. And it didn't have anything to do with the BDR, right? Like it technically we we stopped the BDR for a day and did that thing. But that was like one of my favorite parts of the whole trip because it was beautiful. It was awesome. There were a lot of people there, which was not ideal, but we got to see the Tetons. And it was neat seeing that. And then we popped out into like the nearest national forest and we camped in a beautiful spot that night. So we got to see cool stuff. We got to do something different. And again, the experience was well worth it. Did it get me closer to the goal of completing the Wyoming BDR? No, it took me further away from it, right? We lost an entire day to drive over to the Tetons, see the Tetons, drive part of the way back camp. And then the next day we had to spend about half the day going into Riverton in Wyoming, doing laundry, you know, getting all of our stuff revamped and ready to go, and then hopping back on the BDR again. Um, but again, those experiences are what make it special, right? The fact that I went and did that, and, and when I release my, my videos of the trip, uh, make sure to come back to the channel, check out the trip videos section of my channel. But I will be releasing stuff about chunks of that trip and what it was, but like the Tetons is going to be a big part of that section of the video, right? Where it doesn't even technically have anything to do with the Wyoming BDR, but my videos are about the Wyoming BDR, but they're also about our experiences and the stuff that we saw outside of the BDR right? So again, just wanted to kind of be fully transparent. After doing that trip, I'm sure a lot of you guys have done long trips like this or done complete BDRs from start to finish. And I wonder if you guys have experienced the same thing, right? Post up in the comments on YouTube and let me know. Because it's really kind of mind-numbing in some points and kind of boring, honestly. And so I was like, I was like, oh, I see now. This is, it's like a punishing, like you can say that you did this thing and you survived this abusive trail just to say that you did the Wyoming BDR, right? But is it worth it? Should you, you know, if you're newer, like I told my wife, I called her after like day four and I was like, you would hate this. Like it is like 12 hours driving. It is not fun trail. It is just abusive, rocky stuff, right? Just shaking the bejesus out of my truck the whole time and slamming my head into the window and stuff over and over again. And I was like, you would be so mad at me right now. You'd probably be nauseous and you would probably hate me. So I'm glad that I went by myself, right? Um, so anyways, that was kind of my experience. What is yours? Post up in the comments on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, jump over to Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to engage and join the conversation over there. I've posted pictures and stuff from the Wyoming BDR. Post up and say your experience. Post up and say you listen to the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Um, also in the description down below will be links to my website where I've got patches and stickers, funny overlanding camping based stuff. I hate people. So I camp a hot dog that says like, don't burn your wiener, that kind of thing. So if you're into patches and stickers for your cooler, for your rig, for whatever, definitely click through that link and check those out. And then last but not least, I've got links to my Patreon where we've got a 24-7 Discord and we all chat in that. It's a lot of fun, great little group of guys um, and tons of fun. So check that out. And then last but not least, the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group that I run. Totally free to join tens of thousands of people in that group and it's growing every day and they're spread all over the place so if you're looking to meet people to go camping with to try out your rig with if you're looking to learn more about gear or rigs that kind of thing it's a great place to be and we'd love to have you there as well um, but again thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week